Well, to be perfectly honest, there hadn't been too many bigger and more vexed stories in the world of uh, sport over the past few years than Live Golf and their disruptive, albeit innovative, move into the golf market. The game's best players have been at the forefront of defending their tours and beliefs in plain view, and uh, billions of dollars have been spent by the uh, Saudi Public Investment Fund to move the sport in another direction. Uh, overnight, PGA Tour CEO Jay Monaghan announced a merger that creates a commercial operation with the PIF and the European Tour, uh, as well as the PGA. All lawsuits involving Live Golf have been dropped. Yasser El Ramayan, the governor of Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund, joins the PGA Tour Board of Directors and leads the new venture as chairman. Incredible. Maybe the most amazing part of all this, there were no leaks, no hints, no leads. The PGA Tour players like Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, who took such a strong stance for their bosses and their tour, were blindsided when the news broke. The little players who left, also none the wiser, but a hell of a lot richer, it seems. Grant Boone is a highly accomplished and highly respected uh, golf broadcaster. Uh, he's worked uh, uh, extensively on the LPGA Tour, covered events uh, such as the Masters, the PGA Championship, and he has uh, been good enough to join us on the line this morning. Grant, um, good morning to you, New Zealand time. Good afternoon um, in America. Wow, this has just rocked the world of golf, hasn't it? You can say that again, and good morning to you, Ian. Whether you're waking up over there or whether you're uh, getting the news uh, over your coffee uh, this morning in the U.S., it's a bombshell. I think it's one of the maybe the two or three biggest days in the history of professional golf. I think it has a chance to be that. Um, as a journalist, I'm, I'm going to try to resist hyperbole, which may be great for a, a sports radio show. But um, I'm going to try to put my, my, my um, journalistic uh, training to work and say, let's keep asking questions and, and try to find out more before, um, before we fire off some hot sports opinions here. I, I would say that, uh, that on the surface, uh, Jay Monahan's reputation is in the crosshairs so to speak, uh, of, of a lot of folks who, on his side of things, trusted him on the PGA Tour. Uh, it seems, again, on the surface, what we know right now, it seems that he's done a complete about-face. What he said about the people involved with Liv, the Saudis, what he said about the nature of their competition, what he said about the players who left the PGA Tour to go play, uh, all of those things seem to have been forgotten now as he is uh, appearing on CNBC, the business channel of my employer, NBC Sports. Uh, and, and they're sitting side by side with big smiles on their faces, having just struck a monumental deal. Uh, again, we're, we've got a lot of questions to ask, but uh, as we sit here right now, a little after four o'clock local time where I am, um, we've got uh, we've got far more questions than answers. 
I think you've nailed it there, absolutely nailed it. Grant, listen, uh, the thing that amazes me, in today's world, how they were able to keep this so secretive, this whole thing so secretive, because it can't have been done overnight. There must have been developments here. Uh, the other thing, he has to go to uh, Canada now and explain this to the players, and most of the influential players um, that are stuck up for him won't be there. Uh, and the other thing, of course, he went as far as to say that uh, this was almost, uh, the live golf was almost rubber stamping 9-11. Now, you don't get much deeper than that in America. That's exactly right. That, that is sacrosanct here in the United States. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's uh, further uh, evidence of, uh, of, my, of my point originally that uh, he's, he's done a 180. Uh, he's again on the surface. Maybe there are things that, you know, when you're a leader, you know, things that a lot of people don't know. Um, and maybe there is something that he's going to tell the, the rank and file membership and the stars of the PA tour who had his back, uh, that, that will be a mitigating factor. Uh, but, but it will take some explaining. Uh, I, 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 you mentioned that he's going to Canada. He was on, the CBS broadcast here in the U.S. of that RBC Canadian Open last year, and he was adamant. He was vehement uh, about what Live was about. Uh, you know, again, who these people uh, are, and uh, it was on that broadcast one year ago. Um, the, the, the timing is is uh, of note, and um, now he's going to that same event uh, and, and having to speak uh, to the membership. Uh, to your point about, Ian, about uh, word not leaking, if two people know something, there's a chance that word could leak. If three people know, you're, uh, you're increasing that significantly, that, that it could leak. If four people, five, every person that knows, every extra person who knows something, uh, increases dramatically the chances of, of word getting out about something. Uh, and I, I imagine that's the reason why he didn't tell the membership first. Uh, if uh, I'll say this, the, these guys are independent contractors. Uh, I don't think very many people begrudge them trying to get as much money as they can. It is generally an egalitarian sport. You play well, you earn money. I think that's what bothered a lot of people. It's what Jay Monahan said about live golf. They're not earning it. They're getting paid up front. That's, it, it's flying in the face of fabric of what we have always been about. You play well, you earn money. You don't, you don't. You lose your card. And a lot of good players you know, have lost their card. A lot of guys who've won on tour have lost their card, lost their playing privileges because they, they didn't keep playing well. Uh, but while, while I think most fans are fine with athletes earning money, I think if, if the only thing here that is going to be good is the money, I think Jay Monahan's reputation will have a hard time recovering. If all he says is, hey, guys, you're going to play for even more money, even more money than you've ever played for before, and it, it's only money, and he can't walk back what he said about um, – uh, it's hard for me to imagine how he could, but if he if if he's not able to go back, uh, to walk back what he said, what he implied, uh, and explicitly said about the people involved with PIF, 
And I think a lot of people are going to say, is it, is that all it is? Is it just more money? Cause if it's just more money, that's what so many fans are upset with the, the players who went to live about. You're only going for more money. What about, you know, is there, is there anyone from whom you wouldn't take a paycheck? That's, that's a question a lot of people ask. I think a lot of people are going to be continuing to ask that, Ian. Yeah, you know, I, I totally agree with you, Grant. Um, um, you know, I'm 100% with you on that because money's money and uh, it seems that uh, the Saudis have got a bottomless pit. We know that and just not golf, but other sport as well. But here's the thing. Uh, one of the great things about the PGA is the relationships, relationships between Jay Monaghan and the players. But the PGA and major, major backers and supporters over the years, people like FedEx, I wonder if we had any comment. What are, how are they feeling about all this? That, uh, the, the, all I've heard, the, the, the overwhelming chorus I've heard from players has been, how did, you know, how, why am I hearing about this on Twitter? Um, uh, there, there had been some, some even harsher comments than that. Yeah, it's going to be a couple of players have said it's going to be hard for me to trust leadership uh, when when this has happened, you know, um, shrouded in secrecy. There's going to be there, there has been some trust already lost. And I think that's part of um, what Jay Monahan is going to be doing today, trying to rebuild that. And uh, again, as a journalist, you say, hang on, let's keep asking questions. Let's find out more. Uh, for golf fans, Ian, I think there is a very real chance that in the coming months we're going to see the best players in the world reunited. And when you see what Brooks Kepka did at the Masters and then following it up by winning the PGA, I think for golf fans, there's a chance that, that this, could be, this could be good. I, I think most people want to see the best players playing together, right? Um, but... <laughs> How we got there in such a convoluted fashion is really kind of mind-boggling. Grant, I, I just wonder, and I, a lot of people will be wondering this, uh, if you could put yourself inside Rory McIlroy's head at the moment. What do you think's going on in there? That's a great question. And, I, and again, if Jay Monahan's intent was to keep this silent as it seems it was then even a phone call to McElroy or Tiger Woods who was also Tiger wasn't as present because he doesn't play as much anymore but Tiger has been extremely outspoken about supporting the PGA Tour and being anti-live um, so but, but, but to call those guys ahead of time to say guys this is coming um, I, 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 I would imagine um, that to call him would those guys would be to risk the word getting out. It, um, and and I think there is a lot of uh, trust to rebuild with Rory McIlroy for Jay Monahan. Is this a massive win for Greg Norman? It, uh, time will tell. Um, Again, a lot of people are saying Phil Mickelson is the unquestioned winner today. Greg Norman is the winner. 
Ian, I think it depends on how one defines winning and losing. If, if Phil Mickelson truly believes that the Saudis are, as he put it, scary MFers, uh, and I don't believe he used the initials. I'm pretty sure he went ahead and said the word. Um, if he really believes that, and this has invited that group of people, and they really are that, then is he is a winner is a fair question. He may have won this uh, particular standoff, and Greg Norman would have as well. But I, I think it depends on how it defines winning and losing. Uh, if, if unsavory characters of any sort, and I guess some say unsavory is a relative term, isn't, you know, is there, is all money, dirty money? That's not an unfair question to ask. Um, but if unsavory characters, patently unsavory people, we know do terrible things, um, not, not indirectly, directly. If those people have been brought in to the, the inner sanctum of a professional sport, is that a win? It's a fair question. I'm not trying to answer it. I'm asking. Uh, but this particular standoff, it certainly would appear that Greg Norman and Phil Mickelson um, would be uh, enjoying this day. I, I, the other thing that uh, concerns me a wee bit, we don't know the ramifications yet in terms of the respected tours because, of course, the DP tour is involved here as well. Does this give these, um, will it well, effectively, I, I suppose, it will at times uh, give these live golfers just a, a, a passport straight back in uh, to the, the tours that I've come from? How does that affect the guys that have stayed faithful? The, you know, the guys from 125 down to, say, 85 who are fighting like hell for their cards if these guys just mosey on straight back in I'll say that there are a lot of constituencies that I think have a lot of questions if you if you didn't take the live money and you were a good soldier you might be saying um, remind me why I said no to a hundred or $200 million at this point. Uh, if you're the rank and file, you might be saying, uh-oh, here come 40 more guys back to take my job. And Jay Monahan has already said this morning that there are many things to figure out. And it seems to me that this was get the word out before anyone finds out and then we'll figure out details. I'm not hmm. sure that very many details have actually been worked. I think it's a matter of us not knowing. I don't think they have worked them out. He flat out, Jay Monahan flat out admitted. They've got a lot of work to do to figure out uh, protocols to, to try to unify the sport again. But, but it, it was obvious that, that getting word out before anyone else found out was the operative plan. We'll, we'll work out details later. Let's get the word out now. And, and it also, most notably, and you mentioned this in your report, it puts an end to all the litigation. And I think that's one of the questions that, that the journalists, that we as journalists will be act, asking. 
How much could the litigation impact this decision? Were there things that were going to be revealed on both sides that, that neither wanted people to see, the public to see? I don't, I'm not going to speculate as to what those might be, but um, if you don't want people to know something, you're not going to go into a forum in which those facts could be made known. Um, whatever side you're on. It, and I and I do wonder, um, as some of these cases were progressing, is this a way to just instantly say, we'll figure out the details later, let's put a, a stop to all litigation right now, and then we'll work out the details. It's it has an air of that to me, but 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 but, but I don't. I'm, I'm just. I would be speculating at that point, but it, it has a little bit of air of that. Okay. Hey, Grant, just finally, before we let you go, and we really do appreciate your time, this is very much a last-minute thing for you as well. Um, the LPGA, any spin-offs? Any spin-offs here? Any, any effect on the LPGA Tour? This is a tour which you have been closely associated with for a long period yeah. of time. Yeah. Um, here's what we know. The LPGA has a strategic alliance, which is a fancy way of saying um, with, with the PGA Tour. It's a fancy way of saying um, that, that we, we share some business interests. We do some, um, some negotiating together. Um, you know, we, we pool resources. And of course, PGA Tour is the behemoth in this relationship. Um, when, uh, during this last year, when the PGA Tour and the PIF slash live were enemies, that was a hindrance. The LPGA Tour, even if they wanted to, really couldn't, and I'm not saying they did want to, but if they, even if they wanted to, they couldn't have very easily, they couldn't really at all, and stay in the good graces of their strategic alliance partner, go forward with any kind of conversations with the Saudis. Now that today has happened, presumably there is the opportunity for an influx of significant cash to the LPGA Tour. The Saudis already fund a good chunk of the ladies' European tour through uh, their oil company called Aramco. That money is not filtered down to the LPGA, but it could now. Here's, the, here's what makes it complicated. You have the Saudis who are, are well-known. This is, this is not a secret. They are well-known for um, having very limited rights for women. It was only a few years ago that women have been allowed to drive uh, in, in Saudi Arabia, very, um, women are not full, fully human, full, full human rights. Um, other minority groups, LGBTQ, not, uh, given full rights in Saudi Arabia. The LPGA tour is a diverse tour of women. And the question would be, would they want to partner with a regime? Would they want money from a regime that Famously, uh, does not grant them full rights. On the other hand, they play for so much less money than the men do. Might some of them say, look, I appreciate you telling me to, to uh, tell how much you support me as a woman. But if you're, you know, but, but these people who may not give their own country women full rights, they're paying us much better. And is 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 in some way that a sign that they're taking some steps forward that's what some of the women some of the questions they're asking 
um, there's, a, again, a lot to, to figure out between the LPGA and where this goes. Um, but, but we're already seeing a lot of players on the LPGA Tour go play those ladies European events that are funded by the Saudis that in some cases are, you know, have prize funds that are greater than the average LPGA event. They played for $5 million in a, a Saudi event on the European Tour back in February. Uh, that's the most money that the women play for in any non-major championship. So um, I, I am pro-LPGA, and I want the best for them. But uh, it's a complicated situation uh, for, for a, a group of women who, if they were in Saudi Arabia as citizens, uh, couldn't be doing what they've been doing. Grant Boone, you've been exceptional. Uh, I've admired your work uh, on the LPGA uh, broadcast over the years as well as your other work as well. Thank you so much, uh, sir, for your time uh, this morning, New Zealand time, late afternoon there uh, where you are. Um, I can tell in your voice uh, that uh, you're an authority on these things and you're a little bit confused. So uh, we'll wait to see how this plays out in the next 24, 48 hours. But uh, in the meantime, thank you so much for your time. Ian, thank you. Cheers to all of you. And uh, let's just keep asking questions and see what we can find out.